perhaps you'd lift your Bible. Um, Stephen's going to read to us from um, Isaiah chapter 11 and chapter 12. And as you turn there, um, it, it's going to be a wonderful conclusion to our series um, uh, looking at this call to faithfulness. So let's read Isaiah 11 and 12 together. Today's reading is from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, in the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nation inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. The second reading for today is from Isaiah chapter 12, verses 1 to 6. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for, through, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the well of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is your midst in the Holy One of Israel. I hope you'll turn in your Bible now to Isaiah and chapter 11, and let's pray for God's help as we look at this word. Father God, thank you for this, your word in our hands. Thank you that we've already heard these words, and we pray that you would Help us to understand them, and in understanding them, that we would live by them and and put them into practice. Father, may these words make a practical change in all of our lives, and we ask that you would help now as we understand it and listen, and help me as I speak, for we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah in chapter 11. Well, Well, there was utter devastation with vast areas of of scorched, burnt brushland left behind. That was following the Australian bushfires of 2019. And then some photographers captured a really amazing sight. 
There were vibrant green and pink shoots seen rising up in the middle of blackened forests. And, and the photographers, they described the hope that they felt in seeing those shoots of life in the middle of all the charred mess. And then you know what they did? They shared those pictures as widely as, I, as they could to give others the same hope. Now, parts of the Bible, like the one we've just been reading, um, they provided and still provide a glimpse of hope just like that for people. Isaiah is using the same picture, that of a fresh green shoot, when it seemed that God's promises in and through the house and line of David were finished. And so here in these chapters, the Bible gives us hope. Here's the thing. There's, there's reality behind this imagery. And when Isaiah prophesied, he was declaring that there was going to be a line of God, God's ultimate hope in this line for the lost and the hope-starved, a line that comes all the way to us, and Isaiah was sharing real, tangible, practical hope with the fearful and the broken. And that hope is for you and for your family and for your neighbors and your friends too. Please don't be content to close your Bible or switch off during or after the live stream today. I'd love us to look into these amazing pictures. There's good news, and it's not just to be seen and listened to passively. But it's good news to be believed and taken to heart today. News that I promise you, but more than that, the Bible promises will make a difference in how you live and cope with the challenges of your life. In other words, as we look at the Bible, here are the pink green shoots of living hope. Well, firstly, here in, in, in these two chapters, I, Isaiah urges us all to find that living hope in the leader who brings about real restoration. Have a look from verse 1 of chapter 11. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his root shall bear fruit. After all the invasions that God's people had endured, after the oppression, after the crises, and of course there, as we saw last week, their disastrous choice to trust in themselves. Isaiah points to a new kind of leader, a shoot, a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Now, if you look over for a moment to verse 10, just a few verses down, this new leader isn't just a shoot, he's also, well, conveniently rhyming in English, he's also a root of Jesse. So a shoot, and at the same time, a root of Jesse. And, and with this Isaiah, he's saying something truly remarkable. You see, this new leader will, will not just come in the line of David. Remember, David was the son of Jesse. No, this leader will be a shoot and a root of David's father. In other words, here's another David. Every king in the royal line from David, down from David onwards, was referred to in the Bible's history books as a son of David. And so you can see the force of the description here. This is a shoot of David's father, Jesse. There's a David coming, Isaiah says. And what about our root? Well, even more amazingly then, this new leader can be described as the root of Jesse, one from even the father of David sprang. Do you see that? Can you see what the Bible's underscoring? 
You see, this is living hope, not in a hereditary line that, that often spelt disaster, not in some descendant of David who made a mess. No, you see, there's living hope in a leader, a Messiah, a king who is both the origin and the new king in the line that the Lord established. Well, as we read on, you can see exactly what kind of leader this is. Look at verses 2 to 5. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. We all watched the new leader of the free world this week speaking and describing his longing for reconciliation in a divided nation. Well, here's a leader who not only longs for restoration, but who can actually bring it. Watch this unfolding in the Bible here. The character of this leader, well, it's grounded in the wisdom and understanding and counsel and might and knowledge and, and ultimately in the fear of the Lord. That phrase repeated here. And this leader's judgments and decisions, well, they're not just weighty and they don't just come with the office he's assumed or passed down to him. Well, they're truly powerful. They're righteous. Look at verse 5. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist. In other words, the whole way of his life, the whole direction of his leadership is the epitome of right righteousness. If you have found yourself longing for true freedom, longing for peace, for unity, reconciliation, you're never going to find it if you look to the best, even the best of human leaders, or for anything else, or looking to anything else for that matter. But as the Bible explains, you will find it by turning yourself over to the lordship and reign of the one promised here in the days of Isaiah to the one who eventually was born and lived and died on the cross and the one who reigns forever, defeating death, the Lord Jesus Christ, the shoot and root of Jesse. You know, there's still a sense for us today that the best part of hope in these verses is future to us. And as those who trust in Jesus, as we await the final fulfillment of the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ one day when he comes again. There's our hope in these days. You know, it isn't too late to follow his leadership, to accept his lordship. So, so why don't you allow any of those longings and the scorched, charred reality of, of the despair you might be feeling at the moment about the direction of things around you, why don't you allow that to become a simple prayer? Why don't you pray even now as we're listening to this message? A prayer that says, I'm turning from trusting myself and other things. I'm turning from sin and pride and all the mess of myself 
to live under the lordship of Jesus Christ, to share in his assured future and to share it with him. Well, if you've made that your prayer, it really will be life-changing. I mean, look here. Isaiah shows us the, the kind of world that this promised leader will establish in verses six to nine. Have a look at verse six. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. And then look down to verse nine. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You can see the picture, can't you? The whole earth is changed under this leadership. It's filled up with a beautiful, restored, paradise-like harmony. And then in verse 10, under the signal or the banner of this leader, the root of Jesse, of him shall all the nations inquire. In other words, there's an invitation and an attraction for all people everywhere to come to him to put their trust in him. And here's a place of, did you see that word? Resting place, glorious rest. There can't be many other passages that so powerfully urge Christians like you and me to keep trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the leader who brings about real restoration. And so for us in Black Rock today, this is about the inauguration or the reinauguration of the one who deserves to be followed and exalted by everyone. So, so think about it. Wherever your loyalties have wandered in these last few weeks or months, whatever else has captured your imagination or sparked your hopes and dreams, or even from the wreckage of loss, come back and hope in Christ. Isaiah goes on here to describe, secondly, he describes liberated people gathered and renewed by the Lord, verses 11 to 16 here. Well, I mean, all the activity, you, you, you can feel it, um, um, the Lord's activity. Look at verse 12. He will raise a signal for the nations and will assemble the banished of Israel and gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Raising a banner, assembling, gathering, and not even the might of the world's most powerful. And in Isaiah's time, look at verse 11, the, the Egypts or the, the Assyrians and the nations mentioned here know nothing. No one can prevent the Lord's hand. Isn't that a wonderful image of his activity? And this is another great exodus in the languages that's used here. This is the, the return of, of, of the Lord's people from their oppressors. Look at verse 16. And there will be a highway from Assyria for the remnant that, re that remains of his people, as there was for Israel when they come up from the land of Egypt. Again, this is what people can expect from the Lord. It's what you can expect as you hope in Christ. This is living hope, even as things fall apart and all the losses creep in. Now, I, I know for many of us in Black Rock, We've faced sadness and loss and pain recently. And being scattered as we are with the separation demanded by COVID restrictions, well, that's made it feel all the worse. And as we find things hard to cope with, look with me at these gospel promises. 
promises of the Lord's regathering of his people. And however long it will be until we can physically be together in this room or in this space, however long that is, the ultimate hope, the living hope here is of the Lord's powerful regathering of his liberated people. You see, there's no virus or no directives, no sickness, no death, no separation can ultimately stop the hand of the Lord. So why don't you join him? Don't sit outside his sweep. And of course, there's a warning here too. You'll have have felt that. Who wants to be outside his reign? Who wants to be outside of the Lord's salvation? Well, finally here, in the last few verses of this opening section of the book of Isaiah, it's like we can already hear the singing, the prompt to join in, join in with those liberated people singing of the Lord's salvation, chapter 12. Have a look at the first verse. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. Well, at the start of this chapter, there's an individual, verse one, you and you singular, you will say in that day. And this individual recognizes with gratitude, I will give thanks He recognizes that he's no longer in a dangerous position where the sovereign Lord's concerned. There's no longer anger against him. He now knows he's a recipient of the Lord's comfort. But by verse two, he can sing, God is my salvation. I will trust, I won't be afraid. And then the most stirring of of song lyrics, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Now, suddenly from one individual, there's more than one. The word you in verse three is plural. After he sings the first verse, that individual in verse two is joined by others. Now there's, if you like, a whole church singing, completely unrestricted this time, and definitely without masks. Isaiah describes here the joy, verse three, with which this whole community, this church, find living hope digging down for refreshment from the wells of salvation, verse 3. And this is their song together, corporately, verse 4. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. This singing, you'll see, isn't just for the sake of it or or so they can hear their own voices. There's proclamation in it. Look at verse four, make known, proclaim that his name is exalted. And then at the end of, of verse five, let this be made known in all the earth. Well, finally, in the spectacular movement of this song, with the last chorus, we're back to an individual standing up And this time it's a female individual, verse six. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. One of the commentators, Alec Motir, 
He suggests that these chapters were put together by Isaiah to give heart to a beleaguered remnant of the Lord's people. Don't you agree? Don't you agree that they're, they're more relevant than ever to people like us in Black Rock Community Church? Separated, wondering about the future, facing into difficult circumstances, watching sickness and loss come to those we love. Well, as people who have faith, faith in the Lord, the Bible tells us yet again to find living hope in the only leader who brings about real restoration, the shoot and root of Jesse, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And to continually be able to say, behold, verse 2, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. And then as, as that freedom and salvation is welled and faith is ignited, let's broadcast this living hope to everyone. That's Isaiah's call to faithfulness. Faith in the Lord, the triumph of his grace, proclamation of the Lord's salvation living hope in Jesus Christ.